Christ is born, let us glorify Him. Let us glorify Him. I was inspired by the third litany of the second watch of the midnight hour. The, the, the third litany of the second watch of the midnight hour. What does it say? It says... Hadarf says, The heavens bless you, O full of grace, the bride who was never married, and we too glorify your incomprehensible giving birth. Tonight I want to stop at that part of the prayer and meditate on the glorious and incomprehensible birth of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. First, let us glorify. Let us glorify the divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the reason I would like to start with the divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ is that's what separates the child Jesus from every other child that has been born of this world. There's been many great people born of this world. Moses, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel, many of the prophets. But none were divine. None were divine. Even the angels. And actually the Pauline epistle of today, St. Paul, he confirms this in the Hebrews. He says, to which of the angels... Did he say, you are my son and today I have begotten you? The answer is none. Zero. He says, to which of the angels did he say, I will be to him a father and he will be to me a son? Zero. Fish. And then he again, but when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels worship him. Let all the angels worship him. We glorify the incomprehensible birth because God, God, God took flesh. God the Word took flesh. And this is important because every single person, every single person on this planet, every single person on this planet has a longing for God deep, deep, deep in their hearts. Everyone has a desire to know God. Everyone. Unfortunately, due to many, like the envy of the devil and distractions, many deny the calling that's so deep and ingrained in the heart, so deep. And too many people live as if there is no God. Many people live as if there is no God. And many people are deceived by many other gods. The gods of money, the gods of lust, the gods of pleasure. Many other gods are calling out to us. Many other religions. But deep inside there's a longing for the true God. If every person digs into their heart, I'm sure that everyone will see this deep desire, this deep longing, a thirst. A thirst to know God. Remember when Philip, he was talking with the Lord Jesus Christ? He said... Show us the Father. Show us the Father, and it will be enough for us. Or even a better translation is, show us the Father, and that will satisfy us. That will satisfy us. That will quench the longing of my heart. And the Lord replied to Philip and said, How long have I been with you, and you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? 
This shows that God the Father and God the Son, they share the same divine essence. They share the same divine essence. They're of the same substance. Our thirst to know God, our thirst to know God was quenched through the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ, He calls Himself living water. Living water. When the Lord spoke to the Samaritan woman, He met a woman that was confused by all the things in her life. Not the right place of worship, uh, my husband's, and all sin, and all these things. But the Lord very quickly, in a short conversation, cut through all of it, Kalamda, and found the longing in her heart for the living water. For the living water. That's why we should glorify the incomprehensible giving birth. Because it is through our Lord Jesus Christ we have satisfaction to, to, and we have access to the Father. That's why John says in his, in his gospel, he says, No one has seen God at any time. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. That's the first reason we should glorify the incomprehensible giving birth. Giving birth. The second reason we should glorify the incomprehensible, the incomprehensible giving birth, is the full humanity of our Lord Jesus Christ. Although God is transcendent, transcendent on high, in great humility and love for mankind, and in His wisdom, and in His plan, or His economy for salvation, He decided to put on flesh and come in our likeness. And because of the Incarnation, no longer is God an abstract idea. Is an abstract idea. No longer is our, like our faith smoke and mirrors, or folklore, or just stories, kidda, or myths, or abstract philosophy. Live a righteous and happy life and you will be good and Jesus... And just philosophy, no. Or just pure mysticism, as some of the religions of the East, just mystic, meditate, usa, calm your mind, peace of mind. And just mysticism, no. There's a reality. There is a reality to the incarnation. There is a person. And that person is our Lord Jesus Christ. The incarnation gave us something that the physical senses can recognize. Think about the icons. Look at the icon. Shufal icon da? Do you see how beautiful it is? If I said draw a picture of God before Christ took flesh, what would you draw? What would you draw? You would have no idea what God is like, who God is, where He is, what's... But now because God took flesh, now we can, we can perceive. This is what St. John, he speaks about in his first epistle. In the first verse of the first epistle of St. John. He says, that which is from the beginning, which our eyes have seen, which our eyes have seen, which we have looked upon, which our hands have handled, our hands have handled, concerning the logos, or the word of life, the life was manifested, we have seen and bear witness. And declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested in us. 
We glorify the incomprehensible giving birth because although God is transcendent, although God is transcendent, He made Himself known for all of us to see. It is through the incarnation, it is through the divine flesh that we have union with God. The flesh that the Lord, Jesus Christ, took from Our Lady the Virgin, the flesh of the infant Jesus, the flesh of infant Jesus, is the same flesh and the same blood that we partake of in the communion. I want you to think about that for a second. How could the Lord give us His flesh and blood if He did not take on flesh? Is they? How? It's only through the Incarnation and Him taking on flesh that He was able to give us His flesh. That's why if you read, if you were here this morning, which many of you are not, but that's okay. It, the Pauline today from Galatians 3 and 4, it says, But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth His Son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those who are under the law. Before the Incarnation, we just had law. But after the Incarnation, it says that we might receive the adoption as sons. Receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer slave, but son. You are no longer slave, but son. Then an heir through, of God through Christ Jesus. The Lord took flesh... To give us His flesh. When people share the same flesh, what do you call them? When people share the same flesh, what do you call them? No one knows? You call them family, yes. When when you share the same flesh, then you become family. And because we partake of the same flesh, that means we become all family, one family. We become sons and daughters of, of, of God. We glorify the incomprehensible giving birth because of the great humility of God. The great humility of God. The great humility of God that chose to be born in a manger with animals because there was no room for Him in the inn. This was not something that the Lord just endured as a child. I was thinking, oh, you might think, oh, it's just Marrakeda. Like, he's stuck and he has to be in a manger. No. Actually, the Lord, he said about himself, he says, foxes have holes. He said, birds have nests. But for the Son of Man, he has nowhere to lay his head. I was thinking about this today. <laughs> How humble of a God we have. How simple of a God we have. Lord have mercy on us. I have a very nice place to lay my head. <laughs> I have three pillows that I put my head on every day. But the Lord, He says, He does not have a fitting place to lay His head. Even from, his, from, from infancy. The one who deserves all glory and honor, He takes no glory and honor. Zero. Fish. <laughs> Not even anyone in the city to come and like a few shepherds, a few wise men from the east. No one else. Sin and Nesbitt, Judea. Where's all the people that live local to him? Where are they? Sin and Nesbitt. To see the glory of God. 
None. No one. How wonder, how great is the humility. The Lord, in His humility, He does things beneath His dignity. He did things beneath His dignity. Next week we'll celebrate the Epiphany. I won't give you a sermon on the Epiphany right now. And I want to give you just... It says that when he went to go be baptized, it says John tried to prevent him. Saying, I need to be baptized by you. And you are coming to me? And Jesus said, permit it now to to fulfill all righteousness. The Lord is doing things beneath His dignity, in His humility though. The Lord, He fasted 40 days without food. Why? Wahna, we complain, oh, we fast this days and we fast, we fast too much. He fasted 40 days for us in His great humility. The least we can do is glorify Him. Glorify the least we can do is glorify the, immor- the glorify the humility of the incomprehensible giving birth. I love what Saint John Chrysostom he says in his prayer before communion. He says, "O Lord my God, I know that I am not worthy." Inshallah, you guys pray this every time before you come to take communion. He says, I, Lord, Lord my God, I know that I am not worthy nor sufficient that you should enter under the roof of my habitation of my soul." For it is all deserted and in ruins. And there is not a fitting place, there is not a fitting place for you to lay your head. But from the heights of your glory, you did humble yourself, so bear me now in my humility. As you chose to lie in the manger of a cave, so now also come into the manger of my mute soul and corrupt body. Come into the manger of my mute soul and corrupt body. The Lord is willing to do things beneath His dignity. Why? Why? Why would the Lord do something beneath His dignity? To raise us. To raise us in glory. To raise us in glory. We glorify the humility of the incomprehensible giving birth because the light has shined in darkness. In the liturgy of St. Basil, we said, In the last days you did manifest yourself who are sitting in light, who are sitting in darkness, in the shadows of death. There's an expression that we say very often, but I want you to take a moment to think about it. It was the praise that the seraphim said to Isaiah. He said, Holy, 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 Lord of hosts, heaven and earth, are full of your glory. How is the earth full of his glory? How? How is the earth full of his glory? And I'm a shaykh of glory. I see tribulation, I see trial, I see distress, I see anguish, I see pain, I see infinity glory. Where's the glory? The glory is wherever Christ is, there is glory. In the middle of a dark cave, there is Glory, glory. There is glory in the midst of the dark cave. It was full of light, full of glory. The shepherds who were watching at night, what did they see? They saw glory. And it was not convinc- it's not coincidence that when the angels came to the shepherds, they said something very nice that the, ch- the church fathers, they meditate on. They say, today a Savior is born. 
you just told us in the scripture that he was, it was at night time. So why did the scripture emphasize today? Why? Because Christ is the light. He is the morning star. He is the sun of righteousness. And where God is, where the Lord Jesus Christ is, it's always day. One of the church fathers, he said, remember that the night of ancient blindness, the night of ancient blindness is past, and the day of eternal salvation has arrived. Let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us cast off the works of darkness. And let us walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is in all justice and holiness. I think I've given you much to think about, about the glorious and incomprehensible giving birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's glorify Him for His divinity, for His divinity. Let's glorify Him for His humanity. Let us glorify Him for His great humility and glory be to God forever. Amen.